Hello and welcome. I'm Michael. I'm Noah. And we are the Knights of Entertainment. Uh, we are doing a little bonus episode for an amendum or addendum to uh, episode 33. Uh, the Four Great Races. Uh, we just finished up with the Asgard. Uh, since this is a little bit quicker, uh, we'll go ahead and add the Nox and the Furlings, uh, also part of the Four Great Races. So we have the Furlings. Uh, the Furlings are an ancient and advanced alien race in the Milky Way galaxy, but remain unseen to the rest of the galaxy in the modern era. However, they were once part of the alliance of the four great races, along with the Ancients, Asgard, and Nox. Little is known about them except that they uh, were a member of the, uh, this alliance. Uh, however, occasional artifacts attributed to the Furlings have been identified. Furling writing is also found in Heliopolis, along with the writings of the other great races. It has also been suggested that they are a peaceful race. It was discovered that the Furlings had set up a utopian society for themselves and other beings who wished to join them without weapons or advanced technology. The colony was destroyed by the Gwa'uld. <laughs> come in and just wreck everything like dip. Who were able to smuggle in seeds for a plant that produced a paranoia-inducing <laughs> chemical, causing the inhabitants to go insane and kill each other, and the Gwa'uld was responsible My for that. My God, chemical warfare? Do they yep. know no fucking bounds? And so again, utopian societies, <laughs> even with the the, the furlings it didn't work out too well in order to have an utopia side you need a solid military force yeah. to enforce anything <laughs> that might happen uh the furlings appeared to be the mysterious race that helped the uh helped to see the madronians on their home world and possibly suggest that the touchstone was furling technology while communicating with carter the aliens as they are described that disabled both the prometheus and the george hammond state that the furlings know who they are and among them with the asgard the ancients and the nox keep them from overstepping carter attempts to get the alien she's communicating with to confirm or deny that they are the furlings but the alien refuses to give an answer either way uh, <laughs> maybe secret <laughs> Colonel Jack O'Neill, uh, leader of the SG-1 team, has concluded the, that the Furlings must be cute and cuddly creatures based solely on their name. So they, are they furries? They've never seen them. So Really? Yeah, they've never actually made an appearance in the, the Stargate universe. Oh, like really? That you've, that you've ever been able to see. That would fucking ruin my mystery solving. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Colonel Jack O'Neill just says this just because the name Furling. I would say I don't. That, they've never showed up one time. No. Fuck. They, oh. no. And the, the, the show's over. So <laughs> if they they're not going to show them now. Exactly. Uh, then we have the Nox, uh, one of the four great races as well. Uh, the Nox are a humanoid race from the lush planet Gaia or Gaia. Uh, located in the Milky Way galaxy. The Nox had a symbiotic relationship with nature and as a society were centered on absolute pacifism and nonviolence. They also did not per uh, permit their technology or technological advances to compromise the natural beauty of their environment. The Nox were Bunch of hippies. <laughs> pretty much, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, or as Cartman would say, damn hippies. God damn hippies. I got uh, the Nox were peaceful, are peaceful and fairy-like people, capable of reviving the dead and rendering objects as large as their own city invisible. They encountered SG-1 on their homeworld when the Gua'uld system lord Apophis came hunting for the Fenry. 
when SG-1 wanted to help the Tolarians escape Earth and the NID, which is the... NID? Uh, it's one of those government agencies that's within the Stargate universe. Okay. Uh, so many goddamn acronyms. Yeah. The, the NID is like a, a an oversight board for SG-1, oh. basically. <clears throat> Bureaucracy. Oh, them. Yeah. That make jobs even harder than they should be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they suggest that the Nox could take them. The Nox later helped the refugees leave Earth and build a Stargate on their new homeworld of Talana. Yeah. In addition, Leah acted as a neutral uh, Archeon in the triade of Skara and Chloral. When Tilk, uh, one of the... Uh, what is he? I know the guy, yeah, the gold thing. Yeah. Became suspicious, uh, suspicious of the gold's intentions during the triade. Uh, he approached Lyra for help, and they reached a compromise. Lyra refused to directly help against the gold, again, because of the pacifism, but would hide one of the Tolan's ion cannons in case it was necessary. <laughs> it turned out to be a necessary precaution, as the gold did attack. But Leah walked away, fi- uh, wa- she walked a fine line in doing so. She didn't break the Nox's pacifism rule, as she only hid the cannon, did not fire it. So she basically still hit it for him, though. And that 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 can be used in a, such a bad way. Like, yeah. see, I sh- I didn't shoot the gun. I just said it there. Yeah, or like, <laughs> like uh, I didn't kill the guy. The bullet killed the guy that I shot from the gun that I used. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their physiology. Uh, the Nox are uh, known to be one of the oldest species that inhabit the galaxy, although very few known uh, know of them. Like the ancients, they were humans more or less, but with faint gray-colored skin, as well as grass-like uh, hair from which branches and leaves grow. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, the Nox tend to wear primitive clothing, with colors that combine gray to gray-blue to violet and scarlet. They appear slightly shorter than average humans, uh, with, a, with a slight build. They often present an unassuming facade that belies their capabilities. Uh, because of their more advanced technology and symbiotic relationships with nature, the eldest of the Nox can reach the age of 500 years old. Nice. With children reaching maturity by the age of 18. Once the Nox reaches adulthood, their aging slows down to an almost imperceivable rate. And their adulthood is uh, 157 years old. Yeah. Only during the last two centuries of Anox's life do they begin to appear old, as uh, this also belies their true age. <laughs> they also have uh, evolved abilities. So they have. So depending on my beard, I can be 55 or 12. No beard, I look like I'm an 11 year old. With a beard, I look like I'm 92 years old. <laughs> That's usually how it goes, though. If I shave this beard off tomorrow, believe me. Like, hey, little man, how old are you? Like, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. I start fucking crying. <laughs> Just start sobbing and breaking down. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. Uh, they have a heightened intellect. Uh, the Nox are extremely intelligent uh, and a perceptive race that are able to perform complex arithmetic in fractions of a second. Oh, good for them. I can uh, do that too. One plus one is nine. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, they have an eidetic memory. Uh, they possess an astounding ability to comprehend and retain information with near perfect memories. Me too. G- give me a give me a fact. I'll never forget it. <laughs> like the one plus one. Yeah, seven. 
uh, heightened perception. Uh, they make use of their five senses that humans can uh, that humans use, but are far more acute and when compared to humans, allowing them to pick up on details and subtleties around them that others would miss entirely. This provides an with abilities that border on extrasensory perception. I make great detectives. Yeah. Uh, due to their perceptive nature and heightened senses. They also have bioelectric tuning. Uh, in addition to this, the Nox possess the innate ability to tune into the bioelectrical fields within their uh, within other beings, in a sense, reading them at a level far beyond normal senses. They are capable of also channeling their natural heightened perception into a number of extraordinary abilities that include the ability to learn languages from hearing them spoken for only a short time, a mild form of mind reading that allows them to uh, detect nearby surface thoughts, Thoughts, and the ability to heal others. With the latter ability, which they refer to as the ritual of life, the Nox are capable of completely healing the most uh, severe of injuries and even resurrect the recently deceased so long as the tiniest amount of molecular activity as well as bioelectrical energy remains within the body. In, er in order to accomplish this ritual, there is a minimum requirement of three Nox to perform the intense and focused concentration, which interrupts their ability to use their technology. They also can render extremely large objects well, they, just, they make a DMP field or something? Kind of, yeah. They, since they can control electricity, basically. Like bioelectricity. So when they do this ritual, they just knock out cell phones and shit? <laughs> kind of, yeah. God dang, ain't that a fucking <laughs> sacrifice you gotta make? <laughs> um... Let's see here. Uh, they can also render extremely large objects invisible and insubstantial. It, it, it is unlikely, however, that the feature such as their city is cloaked in in this manner. It's most likely used by some kind of cloaking device. Uh, the race has a symbiotic relationship with nature and, in particular, the forest of the world, as well as the living beings that occupy it, uh, be it the animal or plant. In the view of the Nox, all beings contribute and receive from the universe. They view prevent, uh, this view prevented the Nox from allowing their technological advances to compromise the natural beauty of their environment or of their world. Nox scholars long ago discovered that the life, the energy that keeps all beings alive, is in essence a dynamic energy myriad of other energy fields that exist outside the physical form. The Nox believe that external energy fields... Uh, comprise the life force of their planet and the universe itself. In their view, these individual fields, also known as consciousness to the people of Earth, or at least how Earth people would perceive it, uh, exist with an external field of energy that each working uh, one to another. So, like, everybody's energy affects kind of like hippie shit. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hippie shit. Uh, the Nox appear to be less arrogant than most technologically advanced races, as they only kindly refer to the humans as young, instead of referring to them flatly as primitive, like most of the other races do. Uh, the Nox, at least the ones who live in the forest, are vegetarians. They usually eat fruit, porridge, and different plants. They don't eat meat. Uh, the Nox believe... God, that shit might just blow out their ass. <laughs> no protein. It just fucking drools out. <laughs> Listen, everybody. If you wonder why you have fucking soggy shits, you need, you need more protein. Yes. You need, you need a mix of protein and, you know, fruits and vegetables. That way you have like a semi-solid, comfortable shit. If not, if you eat too much protein, you have fucking rock-hard fucking shits that are so dry, they fucking squeak out of your asshole. <laughs> 
<laughs> and if you, if you have too much fruits and oatmeal and stuff or too much fiber it just that, leaks it that shit like like it's like it's bobbing at your ass <laughs> balance everybody in your food your food intake <laughs> Well, here's how they uh, respond to that. It's likely that the Nox... <laughs> they're, like, get, they're like, that's a damn lie. My shits are solid as fuck. <laughs> it's likely that the, the Nox do get protein. <laughs> <laughs> you were legit. Like, legit, this is the rebuke. <laughs> you were kidding. What <laughs> Uh, carbohydrates and other important elements from their white porridge and different special plans. That's a damn lie. <laughs> they lie in their asses off. Uh, the Knox practice a philosophy of absolute pacifism and nonviolence that is so strict that they uh, refuse even to defend themselves when threatened. That, that's smart, yeah. Just, sure. just fucking kill me. Just kill me. Uh, man, sure. they, they must have great... They, they, man, one guy from that race that was just like down to kill yeah. could just fucking just run yeah. over all of them. Yeah, with the technology, yeah. Yeah, easily. Uh, should Anox find themselves in a situation, they tend to typically hide through the use of their stealth technology or simply use their technology to remove the aggressors along with their weapons. <laughs> they just fucking throw them in deep space. Boom. And they die anyway. Uh, like we didn't kill them. The, the lack of air and oxygen killed them. <laughs> this policy is so strict that others within their domain are forced to obey their rules of policy of pacifism when necessary. Should vid- visitors attempt to employ violence against one another, the Nox remove their weapons as part of the rules. The Knox race highly value freedom, both for themselves and for others. They refuse to infringe on the rights of others for free choice, except when such individuals choose to make use of violence or warlike ways. As such... They the, got the, they, don't they have their fucking three laws of robotics yeah. down pat? Yep. As such, the uh, the Knox accept no authority, except their own, and thus refuse to allow others to impose their views on others. Um, isolationist and non-interventionist in the extreme, they feel morally obligated to help both sides of an argument, no matter if one side is thoroughly evil. Case in point, they will equally aid both the gold and the Tauri, which are Earth humans. They will not even fight to protect themselves. However, with their abilities of rendering objects invisible and resurrecting their dead, fighting is unnecessary to them. So, so they just... Well, yeah, like if, if, I, if I had the powers of Wolverine... Yeah, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like, if I was in a fight and I had the powers of Wolverine, I wouldn't be defending myself as equally as I would. Right. I would just be hauling. I'd just be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be busting through windows and fucking. <laughs> Taking bullets to the face. <laughs> uh, the Nox's uh, advanced technology has shown that they, uh, when they revealed their floating city to SG-1 team on the Nox's planet, uh, they are also capable of establishing a wormhole instantly without the needing of a dial to actually dial the Stargate itself, huh. without the unstable vortex effect, so that uh, big like bursts of like oh uh, yeah yeah it doesn't have it just automatically connects for them. Wait, is that what that that thing's supposed to be like a what is that? That burst thing is something? An unstable vortex. Oh, I thought it was just like some... Like, it's when the, uh, whenever a wormhole is first established, yeah. the like energy released from it, and then it comes back. And that's why... It, what, and then it stabilizes? Yeah. That's why it looks like a liquid pool of water. I always thought it was just like a cool effect where like they just burst, and that's just how it does. Yeah. But that's why it I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know the reason. Okay, that's Just because cool. it's unstable. And then it, it, it like uh, comes back and levels out and yeah. becomes just a pure stable. What happens if you jump through it? It does the unstable. Oh, that You're obliterated instantly. Well, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> Good and to know. It's been shown multiple times where uh, they'll have, if there's anything in the way of it, it's just erased from existence. Damn. 
And they've actually used that Stargate command. They've used that. The other to, weapon? Yeah. <laughs> they've oh, yeah. used that other weapon a couple of times. Or they've used it to uh, to destroy nukes and stuff like that because it just obliterates it. So, um, And uh, they're able to uh, disable Stargate command's iris which uh, when they're traveling to Earth. So uh, basically Stargate SG-1, they have a, or Stargate Command, they have this metal iris that can go across their gate. So that Oh way, yeah, that little thing that closes yeah. it, yeah, I remember that. So, and it's only millimeters away from the actual, like, uh, the edge of the wormholes. So once they they get, someone goes through it, just fucking smash against the wall. It just uh, disintegrated. I remember yeah. that, yeah. Because it, it, there's a... Wasn't there an episode where one of them closed by accident? Yes, and uh, the team was going through it, and they died. And they only had like, a, or it wasn't like, didn't it? They had to open it before the rest of the team or some shit. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I could have sworn. And like, then there was another one where there was, uh, it was still closed, but the a different SG team was jumping back through and just gone. Stuff fucked up against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see here. Uh, both capabilities they share with the Asgard, so the Asgard can do the same things. They can create a, a wormhole with a uh, without the unstable part, and they can uh, disable Earth's iris as well. Uh, they rarely use their technology, however, preferring to live in a similar state with nature. Both their cloaking technology and the disabling of the unstable uh, vortex are technologies that other members of the As- uh, of the Alliance possess, possibly meaning that they traded the, this technology with each other between the four great races. Uh, also, possibly, some of their abilities, such as the ability of rendering objects, actually uh, can be created by tech, although we haven't seen it before, and there's no proof of it, So, which is kind of weird, but sure. <laughs> but that is everything for the Nox and the Furlings, and then we will have our next full-length episode of Four Great Races with the Ancients. Damn Furlings. <laughs> Remember. I'll find out what they look like. <laughs> Remember, Jack O'Neill thinks they're they're cute and cuddly creatures just by their name. I bet you they look like Ewoks. That's what they, that's what they thought. Okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, the, like the Ewoks, you know, from Star Wars. They're like, what the fuck is Star Wars? That doesn't exist in this universe. It does, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, like... <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, IP, bro, IP. <laughs> you can't use other people's IP. <laughs> Which is why I never got like uh, comic books crossover, like yeah, like oh, uh, Batman's a comic book character in our world, but we we have our own superheroes, like yeah. like in the Eternals, do they reference Superman? Did they? Yeah, one yeah. of the one of the characters named Icarus has like super similar abilities, flight, super strength, all that stuff, and he's like he's like Superman, like I don't wear a cape. He's Scottish. Like, I don't wear a cape. <laughs> I can't do a Scottish accent. He wears a kilt. <laughs> I don't wear a cape. <laughs> <laughs> but we will see you guys on the next one